Welcome to episode four of Meet the Missionaries, a podcast of Shady Grove Presbyterian Church in beautiful Durwood, Maryland, where we seek to glorify God and to share with you some of the ways in which he is working around the globe and right here at home. Today, I'm excited to have with me as my co-host, Dr. Steve Hudson. Say hi, Steve. Hello. I've known Steve uh, for, for a long time, and I'm very excited to have him in the studio with us. Uh, and also joining us in the studio today are Dr. Paul and Louise Clawitter from Dijon, France. Uh, Paul and Louise went to France as uh, church planters in 1987 and worked among university students helping to plant the East Dijon Evangelical Protestant Church. Uh, they continued to mentor young leaders in the church. Paul previously served as a senior director and is now the senior director for missional equipping for Encompass World Partners Church Planting Network. Uh, where he is responsible for nine countries. Uh, Louise works with him, having previously been a strategist for the Women in the Church Planning Network and part of the network's leadership team uh, on promoting strong missiology and praxis. So welcome, Paul and Louise. Thank you very much. And so one of the things that we really enjoy, or at least I really enjoy hearing uh, from other Christians, is how they came to faith. And so if one or both of you would like to share your stories... Yeah, um, when I was a senior in high school, several factors converged, and I started reconsidering the faith of my grandmother, Mm -hmm. my piano teacher, and my uh, high school classmates. There was kind of a revival in our high school, Mm -hmm. and I had done uh, spent a lot of time as a as a teenager reading European philosophers, and. While interesting, they didn't give me um, a depth of understanding that permitted me to to live well. Mm. And uh, so I <clears throat> came to know the Lord as a senior through a Bible study in our high school. And I went off to Penn State in the fall uh, where I was able to connect with other believers quickly. Yeah, it's funny that the impractical praxis is what got you <laughs> yes. started toward your journey. It is, faith. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine was less uh, <clears throat> philosophical, so if, uh, I began at Penn State, um, age 17, and my vision of the future was rather bleak. Um, my thought was, okay, I'm going to spend four years study something that I'm not all that interested in, get a job, Work for 45 years in where being essentially bored, retire mm-hmm. and die. And God obviously had other plans. So he, uh, he put believers along my path. And uh, I had a lot of questions nonetheless. And so I started asking the questions. And interestingly enough, it seemed like the answer was always, well, it, it always ended up, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And uh, so... I received Jesus into my life. I placed my faith in him. And uh, I am thankful just about every day because I cannot remember the last time I was bored. It's just been an amazing adventure and just how radically different my life is from what I envisioned at that time. Yeah. And so I just said, praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so how did, how did you go from that? So sort of coming a little later to faith, you, know, you can grow up in, in the mm-hmm. faith, to then deciding this is something I would like to focus my life on in a missiological way, as opposed mm-hmm. to just having the faith and then taking that boring job that you were going to do for 45 years right. as a believer. Well, we, yeah. Um, 
Both of us, we met at Penn State. There was a, uh, a campus fellowship. It was part of the Christian Missionary Alliance Church, and they had a student church on campus. <clears throat> and uh, that's where we became very good friends. So both enjoyed music. So if, uh, I was playing guitar, Louise piano. And um, we both started to think about mission because we were very thankful for what God, the experience that uh, God gave us there, growing in the word, uh, in faith. And uh, one thing led to another. We got married. And <laughs> so, uh, and we were, uh, Louise was teaching. I was, uh, I was working in a Christian bookstore, actually. So I really enjoyed reading. And um, we wanted to, we were interested in ministry, but I could not imagine myself or uh, envision being in a pastoral ministry, in a traditional ministry. Our pastor had the wisdom. He, uh, he put us in touch with people. We went to France for five weeks to interact with missionaries, uh, with unbelievers, believers. And uh, there the team said, we think you would fit here. And we asked ourselves the question, okay, so where could we be of most use for God? Mm-hmm. And uh, here, whether they be believing churches or not, there's almost literally a church on every street corner. Whereas there we learned that you could travel possibly two, three hours without finding a church that teaches the Bible and proclaims the the message of salvation by faith. And so... Um, we uh, decided to uh, get training and go back. And we're glad that you did. Yeah, so are we. It's been a wild ride, but we are as excited, if not more, than we were when we started. So we've got another season of ministry with a new focus on missional equipping of our, our um, deployed staff, as we call them, our global staff, who's been on the field and continue to ask the missiological questions. But um, we've never regretted our decision. We've not always been easy, but it's been the place that God's had for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as Steve said, an adventure. <laughs> an adventure for sure. Yeah, and, and the things that you all are doing are different. Like I said, this is the fourth in, in a series of these, and, and you know all of them are a little bit different. Explain sort of what, and I know there's no typical day because we talked about that a little before you guys came in, um, but what does what your work involve? What are you doing say, month to month? Okay, yeah. Well, the first thing is we moved to Dijon when we first went to France, and we still live there. So we are members, active members, in the, the church that God enabled us to help plant. We're not leading it. It's under been under French leadership for years, but we are members of that church, which is something that we wanted to participate in. Um, and it's uh, without, to enjoy the, the body life, that's our spiritual family in many ways, but also to see a church develop over the, over a, the course of years. Yeah, that posture has been very impressive to me over mm-hmm. the years, and I've very much enjoyed that uh, there's, uh, yeah, a humility that, goes with that and a, just a good way of operating within the church of uh, you can teach people how to uh, be part of the body by being a normal person 
in in relationship to the leadership that's there and not oh well you're really the leader mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? that's been yeah that's been tricky but it's been a joy right. and so part of what our normal week is is being members active members of a church and uh, but our main focus our day job <laughs> intersects with that but it's it's turned towards um, our international teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so for, for the local church, we are bivocational like everyone else. So we we serve internationally, we're members of the church. And so some of the things that we do, for, once again, yeah, there, there's no typical day, no typical week even, but during a, in any given month, I'm part of a, a few different leadership circles. So there's one... Uh, technically, we would call it the uh, sustainability ministries for Encompass, but it, it would it would involve uh, training, coaching, member care, and now missional equipping. And so they've asked me to coordinate that group, so that uh, instead of each one having independent ministries, we would be working together. And the the purpose there is to see our staff or deployed staff uh, be abundantly fruitful and to really thrive on mission. So that's a monthly meeting that we have. Uh, Another, um, we are part of, it's called the Church Equipping Network. Uh, They, uh, the people in that network, they train leaders. Now we are part of, it's called the Karis Alliance. And so um, there there are churches in about 34 different countries, essentially it'd be our denomination. And um, so there, uh, for example, right now we're, we're planning a retreat, the first one in eight years. Uh, it'll be in Turkey, and so, so for the, we'll be getting together. Louise and I will be doing some training there, uh, this time on pedagogy and uh, adult learning. So how, mm-hmm. how do adults learn? Um, and uh, just some, some techniques there because all of us are involved in training, equipping leaders, but in cultures different from our birth culture. Um, I'm part of the senior leaders for Encompass. It's a group of uh, five. And uh, there we we look at uh, some of the overarching issues that the mission faces. So um, just uh, looking into the future, for example, things like, uh, okay, so COVID. And uh, so with confinement, how does that Obviously, it impacts evangelism. It impacts discipleship. It impacts church planting. Uh, so how? And are there ways that we can actually um, grow and expand in light of COVID, in light of technology, digital tools, um, those sorts of things? And where are the limitations? And uh, so for, you know, we, we take a look at uh, bigger picture uh, issues like that. Um, with, uh, with missional equipping, that's what we're creating now. We just started in, in uh, January. It did not exist before. We have training for people up till their second year on the field. After that, everyone's encouraged to do lifelong learning. We want to bring intentionality to that, bring focus to that, and bring some um, uh, assistance, accompaniment. And so uh, there... 
in, in any given month, once again, both of us were, were preparing things because this is all new. I mentioned uh, the upcoming retreat in, in Turkey in September for adult learning. Uh, we'll do another in October, <laughs> once again in Turkey. And uh, that time, it'll, this time it will be with the Church Planting Network, which was the one that uh, we used to lead. And it will be on uh, intercultural, cultivating intercultural acumen. So if, uh, uh, learning, okay, what are the cultural differences and how does that impact what we do? And uh, our uh, disciples in another culture, uh, what, what are the issues that people need to be aware of and what might be some differences that uh, they would face as they train leaders? For example, a big one, and this one's this one's pretty exciting. Um, so, in Africa, uh, currently there is a school of evangelism, how to share the gospel, school of missiology, how to plant a church, and so uh, there are now a few African leaders who have gone through both of those. They have requested that our Africa director, his name's Frank, uh, and I create a third level. So we're working on, we're calling them master classes in missional leadership. It'll be a small cohort, cohort of six. Uh, we will begin in November in Njimna Chad, and uh, we'll have three weeks of training, and we'll do that for a period of three years. And uh, there it will, once again, there'll be some cultural aspects. Uh, they've given us a list of things that they need to know as well. And uh, so we're working on those. We're preparing those and um, very much looking forward to, uh, to that training that, that's coming up. And so in your role, you do a fair bit of travel? Uh, continue to, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, um, as Pat shared earlier, if, um, with the Church Planting Network, we had staff in nine countries. Now it's, uh, we'll be working with the entire deployed staff for Encompass, so that expands it to 19 countries. 19. Right. right, yeah. So there is a good bit of travel, <laughs> COVID willing in a sense, yeah. Uh, that's always a challenge. And so what was it that led? You said this is a new department that didn't mm -hmm. exist, and there's obviously, we don't have to go into it, but I'm sure a lot of challenges that come, a lot of opportunities to being the first getting to create it, but, you know, the from scratch can be a challenge. What was it? Uh, from you or the other leadership that prompted you, you said this is something that's missing that really we need to we need to get on this we need to create a separate entity to do this I think seeing knowing what it feels like to be on the field and knowing that you have to keep learning and you have to know the right questions to mm -hmm. ask and even that's difficult and our teams are are we work with least reached mm -hmm. in different and use creative means to reach the least reached but that means that you don't have a manual mm -hmm. on how to do this and when over the years as we have worked ourselves in it and then worked with others seeing how god raises up opportunities and people and matches them um both men and women in really unusual circumstances sometimes uh our desire is to help resource our staff to to be able to really flourish in those new paths that they're that are working through. They're often creating new types of ministries that didn't exist before. 
And so it's not that we know how to do all this, but to value that and to be able to bring people together, connect people and ideas and resources that will enable each of our staff to continue growing, continue uh, moving ahead um, in the different challenges that present themselves. A lot of times there is commonality from one field to another, from one situation to another. Other times it's um, working with other local partners, but it's being able to see all that and value it. And I guess myself personally too, with um, the women on our staff, often missionary moms Mm. are the most fruitful but the most undersung and overlooked um, workers mm-hmm. on the field because they have ends that other people don't have. For sure. Mm-hmm. And so I want, for me personally too, helping women to work through the different seasons in their life. It's mm-hmm. not the same when you have small children as when you have older children. When you have, And um, our, the women in our mission are bringing tremendous levels of education experience Aspiration, ministry aspiration, and yet the realities of being on, you know, in, in difficult places, especially with children, is, is, is a real challenge. So that was a special need. I, I had a woman one time say to me, who, who really sees me? Hmm. This is a woman extremely gifted, extremely intentional in both her parenting and her, her ministry and the support of her husband. And so that's the the part that I that I really want to bring, but it's seeing our staff and helping them be all that they can be. And I think um, we've uh, we've now, as as you shared, you know, we've now been uh, on mission outside of the United States since 1987. So we have some experience, and uh, both of us enjoy theory. We've uh, we, we we enjoy reading and, and studying. And so um, we're trying to take those things now and to, uh, to share them. Um, just try to put a couple things together from the, from the book of Acts. So if, if, if we think of Acts 1.8, uh, so you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the utter ends of the earth. So if we, if we can think of Jerusalem as people just like us. Okay, so Shady Grove plants another church and pretty similar people, or the Judeans, eh, pretty much like us. With the Samaritans, let's think about um, so if, uh, immigrants, refugees coming here who may not even want to be like us. Now, going to the utter ends of the earth, these would be people incomprehensible to us and we are incomprehensible to them. So for people who are trained to go out they have the American experience. They're they're equipped with uh, techniques that uh, that have been developed here in the states. But what about those for those people uh, who are incomprehensible? And so now, with the experience that we have and uh, some of the study, we're able to uh, share or at least ask questions uh, and help them to think things through, but also to to share some experiences some of the things we've learned, but also bring in others who have experience in that area because we're not trying to equip everyone, but we're coordinating this. We're bringing intentionality to it so that now those people can be better prepared to reach out in a place where the church planting book has not been written. 
This is all new territory. And uh, to be able to figure out, okay, so these leaders are very different from us. We don't quite understand all of this. You know, how might we go about that so that mm-hmm. they could be truly uh, uh, godly people um, and also uh, leading uh, in ways that are very natural to them, but quite unnatural to us. So it's those kinds of things. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I love a lot of what you <laughs> had to say there. I'm just going to kind of re- recap some of that. I mean, I think that part of what you were saying really mirrors nicely the individual Christian journey, that it's very easy for anybody, whether you're running a program or just running your life, to sort of get fixed in your mindset. Mm-hmm. And But I think yes. we're always meant to be continually in a process of sanctification. We're continually repenting. We're learning. Even when we think we have something, it's amazing you open Scripture and how something you've read 20, 30, 40 times is new today because the Spirit brings that newness to you. Uh, it also brings a lot of potential for humility, both as a group, like Westerners don't... <laughs> the, the Western Christianity is not... I'm air quoting, people can't see it. Christianity, <laughs> right? We've come to think of that. Maybe this is Christianity, but it didn't start here. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of other cultures who maybe come at it from a slightly different angle and may have more of it closer to what the in- intent was. We'll find out one day, I guess, uh, who's right. Uh, and then individual humility. Like you said, you've been on the field for a very long time. For a long time, not very long. You're still mm-hmm. very young. It's been a uh, while. But uh, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> and so you, you've had uh, successes and experiences, and yet... You, you point out that you'll get into a situation where you're like, this is different than I mm. thought it was going to be. And you have, as Steve said, the humility and the flexibility to go back and reflect and pray and read and learn. Mm. And so I, I, I will commend you on that. I think that is hard oh, to do. You. It's easy to calcify as we get older. And you guys clearly have not done that. So, uh, so Well, and I'll, I'll add to that. Yeah, yeah you, you talked about successes and experiences. Failure. Uh, yeah. Because we've, uh, we've seen failure and... Those are, those are learning experiences as well because, okay, what we learned didn't work. Why did it, why right? did it not work? And is, that, is it because of the spiritual climate? And uh, is it because uh, what we were basing our work on was invalid in another place? So it, it's really pushed us on mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to seek God, to, uh, to pray, and to try to figure some of these things out. And so... Uh, now uh, we would like to help other people maybe avoid some of the mistakes that we, we made lots of mistakes mm-hmm. and uh, but also to avoid some of those failures and uh, to uh, to be able to continue on and once again be more fruitful right. yeah that sounds that sounds like a great life's work adventure mm-hmm. about there Steve did you have oh just one thing that's going through my head is that uh, 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 your family when you come home, uh, I think their reaction is that you're more French than American now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that um, experience that you have, uh, I think, is uh, an understanding that then you can uh, uh, help with others. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we've we've noticed that too uh, coming back because once again we've been gone for. 35. 35 years. Yeah. And so there, there are now things here in the States that we don't understand. We actually have to study them mm. to, uh, to try to figure things out. And so if, uh, at times we're interpreters for our own mission and uh, the, uh, the, the deployed staff. 
but also once again it underlines the um, the importance of learning about culture and whether it be to understand things going on here understand things going on there and you know as you said pat we've we've just got to keep learning yeah so if you had if so out there in the audience somewhere is a young potential missionary who's heard this and is now excited and God is stirring up their heart what what would you tell them? I know there's a lot you would tell them. Like, how would you advise that person? To reach for the stars, in a sense. Yeah. Um, there is so much to be done in the world. Mm. But it's not just need-driven. There's it, there's next door to where you, wherever you are right now, there's need. There's spiritual need, and there's uh, different types of, of ways we can meet people's needs wherever we are. But it's the opportunity, and... Just seeing how creative God's people are across the globe and the types of ministry. Sometimes you meet people even within our own mission, but often, you know, as you run into other people, the the types of ministries that God has allowed people to dream and conceive of and put into place and that is that are reaching people. Mm-hmm. And um, if God's putting those stirrings on your heart, you know, then then the next thing is to start talking you know talking with the lord about it and and talking with other people who know you there are some profiles that really um people who aspire to doing cross-cultural ministry overseas who really probably shouldn't Mm. and so you know part of it is getting advice of the people around you the same way you make any major decision Mm. and all but to really and to look at what it is you're you really aspire to do well. How do you, what do you think God made you for? Mm-hmm. And our own daughter is an example. She mm-hmm. really totally uh, surprised us in saying that she was um, ready to apply to our mission to go into full time mm-hmm. uh, vocational ministry. We knew it made sense when she explained what it was she wanted to do. Right. But she had been working. She had an MBA and she had been working in a in corporate um, France, and then she was working for a Christian nonprofit. But those stirrings, she followed them, mm-hmm. and um, it's quite amazing the doors that the Lord's opening for her. I'm not just a proud mother; as a missioner, um, amazed mm. at um, how God is using the different elements of her life and how she's trained and what she wants to do um, to fit in with our particular mission and um, opportunities that are there. Because uh, when, uh, well, to to answer your question, um, if God's calling you to go, go. (laughs) And go for it. Um, it, Don't misunderstand um, or misinterpret what we're saying. Yeah, we've made a lot of mistakes. And so be careful, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so that you don't mess it up. No, just uh, really um, dream big. And um, God, you know, keep praying, stay, keep learning. But um, you know, God's God sent you there. And one of the beautiful things is, is that uh, we, once again, we we've had failures and, and there have been disappointments. And we love interacting with young people who are idealists because it, it energizes us. Yeah, sure. You know, we need that vision. We need those dreams. And so uh, for Elise, our daughter, um, she, uh, she, she shared in her, in her testimony, in her journey, um, well, 
she's she's not a church planter like her parents, mm-hmm. uh, but she's very good at helping people um, understand or develop a vision and to develop a strategy to pursue that vision, plans, communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's, uh, she's, she's, God's quite well prepared her to work with people who are involved in micro enterprise business as mission, if you know that, uh, mm-hmm. that term, oh, sure. orphanages. Uh, the, the the firm that uh, the um, Christian organization she was working for in France was started by Tier Fund, so that's pure water in the two thirds world. Uh, partner with Compassion International, those sorts of things. That that's what makes her heart beat. And so it's not the same, but uh, you know. So if God's called you, go and once again go for it. That sounds like great advice. <laughs> and I think it's important to add, too, I think a lot of people growing into the workforce now understand uh, the team dynamics and the necessity of working together with other people in a very real way. And uh, so there, um, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Right. You know, most missions do have, um, you know, really developed ways of helping you to find your particular place in which you do what God's calling you to do in conjunction, you know, in, in team with other people. Well, I hope that somebody's out there listening <laughs> to that uh, or will in the future. That's the great thing about a podcast, right? You're not listening right now. Uh, and so with that, I would just like to ask, how uh, can, you know, our listeners who are members of the church or, or not, how can they support you? How can they be praying for you? How can they learn more about you? If they, things they might not have learned on this, this podcast today. Well, um, we will be here this Sunday. Uh, and, uh, I, I think we'll be with one of the uh, adult Bible fellowships. And, you know, so um, glad to uh, interact there. But uh, we both have letters that we send out every month. And so you can, you can stay abreast that way. But um, also uh, just, just learn about mission in general. If you, if you like, you can get in contact with us, and so we're, we're glad to share. But um, pray, you know, pray whether it be for the Clawitters or others that uh, that your church supports. You, that is so vital. Not everyone goes outside of the country, but everyone, I'll say, can and should be involved in mission. And prayer is um, as much part of mission as someone who goes elsewhere. And so for that, also um, for the, the, the people you know who are serving outside of the country, stay in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Encourage them. You know, it, you can feel very alone mm-hmm. and um, isolated. And uh, there, there is a spiritual battle going on and uh, discouragement is a reality. Um, when, when we hear back from people in the States, uh, just the uh, uh, one line of, of encouragement sometimes can, uh, can really bolster us for a week. And so, yeah, be involved that way. Stay informed and, and be praying and uh, encourage be, before uh, the, uh, the people that your church is sending, just like Jesus is for all of us. And I, I think it, it's important to add, not everybody can be in touch with everybody. Right. But pick your person, pick your family, mm-hmm. and then whatever level of communication suits between the two of you, do it. It's There's no set rule. I hear from some people once a year. I hear from some people every time I send a prayer letter. 
I, you know, it just depends. It's a stage of life or whatever. But being able to reconnect regularly, whether it's once every year or whatever, um, it gives you a sense that you are part of churches here. You're part of a support team. They're part of who you are and what you're doing. And it is a reality. It's, just, it's really nice to be able to live that in real time you know, over the course of a few years. Through, through regular contact and then when we do manage to make it over <laughs> to be able to spend some time with people. Man, it was very great having you guys in here today. And so just as a reminder for those who may have joined us late, this has been Meet the Missionaries, a podcast of Shady Grove Presbyterian Church. Our audio engineer is Becca Locos. Our theme music is Detailed by Reflex Emba. Thanks so much to my co-host, Dr. Steve Hudson's, and our guests, Dr. Paul and Louise Clawiter. And thanks to you, dear listener, for taking time out of your valuable day to listen. We hope that it was as much of a blessing for you as it was for us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and feel free to like and review us. And we would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep praying and God bless.